everybody, welcome to Faith and Fandom Feedback Friday. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and we're going to go over some news that you don't need me to give you, but I'm going to give you anyway, because why not? I hope you're doing well. Let's just jump into it, because oh, there's my voice. Cool. Um, let's jump into it and get started. We are live on Facebook um, and recording audio for uh the podcast also video for youtube so good morning hope you're doing well and it's been a week let me tell you first off let's kick off with super bowl news because the super bowl did contain a lot of news and stuff that was going on in that capacity um the broadcast of the chiefs victory over the 49ers uh set a cbs uh to broadcast telecast viewership highest rating of all time. Hey, got to talk. Good morning, man. Um, uh, more people watch the Super Bowl than any broadcast in CBS history before. Now, whether you want to attribute that to the repeat Chiefs uh victory, uh Taylor Swift or whatever else you want to chalk it up to, we all enjoyed watching football together, or some of us enjoyed watching football together. The rest of us were just kind of like there for the chaos. But either way, the Super Bowl is still maintaining a good, obvious viewership. Uh, the Usher halftime show was good. Um, I still personally feel like of the last four years, the Eminem, Dr. Dre, etc. was still the best halftime show. This was fine. It was good. Many people uh, also... Uh, confused Jermaine Dupree with CeeLo at the Super Bowl halftime show, and many people also did not recognize Will I Am. It was fun. There's a lot of confusion. I'm like, who's that? And just fun stuff with that all together. So, uh, Super Bowl halftime show was good. Uh, Kanye West, uh, by, according to Brandon Marshall, uh, former NFL player, uh, Kanye West had purchased the seats in front of Taylor Swift's box uh, so that every time she was on camera, he could appear on camera to promote his new album, Vultures. And according to Brandon Marshall, uh, Taylor had him removed from the game. Kanye denies that, um, but Brandon Marshall is seen on record saying that that was the case. So that's an interesting um, <laughs> thing and Todd uh, your wife's not wrong uh, Todd said his wife thought it was CeeLo and at, before he started singing I thought it was CeeLo and then I was like wait that's not CeeLo's voice Um, but I couldn't have told you that it was Jermaine Dupree either so take that for what it is but yeah it's you know there was the whole debacle with that so Kanye and Taylor <laughs> carry on um, but it was the most watched broadcast in TV history for CBS across the board, across all platforms. Um, so that is a thing. Um, apparently we also learned during the broadcast that we've all been saying Timu wrong, you know, the company that <laughs> pays for your information by selling you cheap things. Um, cause 
definitely been saying Timu, like Emu forever. So wherever you land with that one. Um, the Super Bowl had lots of other uh, things that popped up as interesting in the wake of the Super Bowl. And as part of the Super Bowl, Deadpool 3 slash Deadpool and Wolverine's trailer uh, became the most viewed trailer of all time, passing Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, with 365 million views in a 24-hour window. Even though they didn't show the full trailer, even at the Super Bowl commercials, uh, because of it being a Super Bowl commercial and when it aired and everything else, it received 20 or 320, 365 million views within 24 hours. And that's pretty sick. With that, also people I think are just excited about um, the Deadpool movie. And obviously... They would be. Uh, but yeah, that's absolutely happening. Uh, also on Kanye news, before we bounce off of there, uh, Kanye's album Vultures. Todd says 10 of those were for him. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a good trailer. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, being a fan of Succession that just ended on HBO, um, seeing Tom Wom's games as a new role in the Marvel universe looks fun. Uh, but regardless of the mature content of the Deadpool franchise, um, it's still one of the better put together action and superhero films series that's been made, even including the train wreck that was Wolverine and, you know, the mouth sewn together Deadpool that we saw in Ryan Reynolds' first outing with it. So I think the world's ready for it. I think the world's ready for this franchise to either die or keep going. And I don't think this is going to be the end for it either. But on other Marvel franchises, I know Todd Turner, you... I, I Todd, I actually really want to hear your thoughts on this. I wish I could just pop you on live here right quick. But um, Fantastic Four... Uh, Casting and a Valentine's Day card poster was announced for Valentine's Day, uh, where we saw the Marvel First Family uh, get their first full advertisement. We get uh, Joseph Quinn, who played Eddie on Stranger Things, is going to be Human Torch. Reed Richards is going to be Pedro Pascal. Uh, young Miss Kirby is going to be Sue Storm. And here's the thing. I love The Crown. Uh, or at least the first four seasons of The Crown. Um, I haven't finished it. But, man, she was killer in The Crown. I'm really looking forward to this. And then everybody's favorite grumpy uncle from or cousin from The Bear is going to play Ben Grimm. And on a social slash fate note about that, uh, the actor who is playing... Ben Grimm slash The Thing for the Fantastic Four film will be the first Jewish actor to actually play Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm is Marvel's most noted Jewish comic book character. Um, and uh, this is the first time a Jewish actor will actually be playing him. So that's fun. Todd says, I'm pleased. I'm betting the movie is set in the 70s or the 80s. The director said that Kirby 
and burn were their big inspirations yes i think so too and from the things i've seen a little bit further it's actually going to be start in um 1967 uh you know just from all the little nerd sources and clues and stuff that it's going to be 1967 one of them was the uh cover that's on the magazine that ben is reading but uh it's gonna looks like it's gonna be set outside in the 60s and then break us into like time travel and other dimensions and multiversal stuff and things like that so that's cool that that's happening and the fantastic four are going to be rolling into our lives pretty soon and i think the casting is pretty great and honestly i'm looking forward to it uh i've been reading the last however many issues of fantastic four and uh you know it's really had more of a Doctor Who vibe than anything else with it. Um, on that note, though, Marvel and DC are <clears throat> playing chicken again. Not chicken per se, but uh, they're definitely saying, hey, remember, we exist. Because uh, the same month that Fantastic Four drops, so does Superman Legacy. And so we're going to have the I think I feel like the negative reaction to it of where having one major franchise start the same month as another just takes away from it. Um, this happened back in 2016 <clears throat> where we had uh civil war and uh, Batman versus Superman dropping at the same time same year bubble or at least they were originally slated to i think some of them got moved but i feel like we should have like a good two-month window in between these things so that we can have proper build up without stepping on each other's toes but whatever that is coming other marvel cool news x-men 97 the direct sequel to the x-men animated series from the 90s with the killer theme song is going to be dropping on Disney Plus in March. So if you are a fan of X-Men or cartoons or... Dude, I mean, just that that cartoon series holds up almost as well as Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I don't think it holds up as well as Batman the Animated Series. But it's pretty close. Um, I think it's pretty close with that. So that is coming. Also on Superhero Returns... Um, Umbrella Academy is returning on August 8th with their final season. And uh, if you've been watching Umbrella Academy, they have definitely gone in some bananas directions with the series. But here's what you need to understand. However crazy the series has been, it makes way more coherent sense than the books. If you're saying, oh, man, I want to go read these comic books because I've enjoyed this show. That's always a good logical choice of things to do. But I'm going to tell you this, in terms of understanding a story, you're better off just watching the show because the comics read like a NyQuil-induced fever dream with lacking linear, coherent plots. They can be fun to read, but just please understand, you're not going to leave reading Umbrella Academy with a better understanding than you do if you watch the show. So Umbrella Academy returning for its final season on uh, August 8th. Let's see what else we got. Uh, 
there has been an announcement in the terms of the next Karate Kid film. Uh, ben Wang, a young man, has been cast as the next Karate Kid. And this next film will unite both Karate Kid universes by uh, having Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio uh, together in the next Karate Kid movie, training up this next Karate Kid. Uh, so they're bringing, they're tying the Cobra Kai universe into the same world as Jaden Smith and uh, that Karate Kid franchise. And so if you're a fan of Karate Kid, you're living the high life because like nobody thought this was still going to be a future reality. A few years back, the Karate Kid actors were down to being cameos on things like How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that. And now all of a sudden they're back to being mainstream successes with that. So it's really cool. Um, but the next Karate Kid film is going to be dropping. Ben Wang is your next Karate Kid. Now, all I need, all I need for this to be something that says, yes, I'm going to the theaters for this, is for them to tell me Hillary Swank's going to be in it. Because I, being the teenage boy that I was, always watched Karate Kid, the one with Hillary Swank, over the actual original ones. Because was a boy that just really enjoyed watching Hillary Swank be a cool ninja. Um, so I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, that is coming. Another piece of uh, entertainment news that we didn't see coming or didn't know that we needed. Larry Boy. The world needs a hero. Larry Boy. Is coming to the big screen in 2026. Yep. For whatever reason on the uh <laughs> the feature film bingo cards. Larry Boy's getting a movie. All these years later. Like a solid 30 years later. Yes, Alicia. <laughs> uh Larry Boy is coming to theaters with a big screen bop superhero film in 2026. God bless you and your family. Um, I'm actually just kind of annoyed it's going to take that long. Because 2026, I know, is two years from now. Um, that's a lifetime. Like, I'll have, like, a kid graduated from high school by the time this Larry Boy movie drops. And that makes me sad. I'm just going to cut the podcast off now. Bye. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Larry Boy is hitting theaters in 2026. That's a big deal. I think it's pretty cool. Um Something that you will not see hit your screens, though, pretty soon is uh, the book series Court of Thorns of Roses, which is a very popular uh, book series, had been slated for a um, uh, TV series. That TV series has since been scrapped, and it will not move forward with the production and planning that was going into it. So if you're a fan of Court of Thorns and Roses and you're waiting on an adaptation, pump your brakes but don't give up because it's such a big thing it's gonna it's gonna get an adaptation at some point and todd your son since you yeah <laughs> uh dude i love that caterpillar um jonah was a banger he was also a prophet ooh, ooh. um but like no the jonah movie was very good surprisingly um and i think it holds up really well and like the second chances angel song the Reliant K, Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. I mean, all of it. Really, really good. Um, 
other news in terms of acting, casting, and stuff, uh, Stephen Amell, the star of the show Arrow and the star slash creator of the show um, Heels, um, is now starting the pilot of Suits LA. The Suits spinoff reboot is going to star the Arrow actor as the primary I don't know if you call those the good guys, but he's going to be the main guy on Suits LA. So, if you're a fan of Suits, Stephen Amell is coming for you. I'm interested to see what he does there. Um, not that he won't be good. It's just a definitely a different role than what we've seen him in. Um, also, and this is not you know anything crazy, because we know this is good. Taco Bell unleashed a new menu at like an Apple event. You know how Apple does their stuff where they're displaying their new products. They did a Taco Bell event for this, talking about the new products. And some of the new products include Baja Blast Dusted uh, Cinnamon Twists, Baja Blast Italian Gelato, Baja Blast Pie, and just a lot of other Baja Blast things. There's a lot of like actual food too but they did a big press release for some new menu items so if you are a fan of the bell uh you've got some new menu items to go to uh the daily show returned last week with jonathan stewart hosting the daily show for the first time in almost a decade and it got the biggest ratings that it's gotten in the past five years now Trevor Noah did a great job in terms of hosting and things like that. But I think, you know, John Stewart returning when he did, how he did really kind of capped that off for people. So if you're a fan of the Daily Stone and John Stewart, he is only hosting on Mondays. But it's still pretty cool that he's doing it. Also on Fun Returns, um, there's new Homestar Runner. Homestar Runner dropped a new cartoon. Uh, for the first time in a hot minute, I feel like it's been a couple years. Um, but you know, they go like a decade without doing anything. But Homestar Runner dropped a new piece of content this week. So if you don't remember how to get to the internet and type in homestarrunner.com, that's where you go. That's how you do that. Because the world still needs a little Homestar with that. Um, other fun uh, returns. Remember back when we were all knee deep in the pandemic and a uh, dude named Dogface became famous for longboarding uh, while drinking cranberry juice and listening to Fleetwood Mac. Dogface, that's the dude's name. Dogface has made a return. And they have hired Dogface to do promo for the Bob Marley movie, uh, One Love, where he recreates his famous TikTok. Um, uh, but instead of listening to Fleetwood Mac uh, and drinking cranberry juice, he's uh, eat, like eating pop, like pouring popcorn out of a bucket into his mouth while riding his longboard in the same spot. Um, while on his way to go watch the Bob Marley movie. So I thought it was cute. thought it was smart advertising. Um, it's also nice just to see that people are still kicking and doing things in that capacity after that. Um, not a lot. I mean, because the Super Bowl took a lot of our week with it. 
Um, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, has gotten a redesign for the upcoming uh, Tomb Raider games, which kind of does a solid blend of the... <sighs> whatever the... I don't even know what you call like the more 2016-ish redesign where um, it was more just adventure and less... Um, tank tops um, but she looks much more classic like 90s Lara Croft but with a little bit more uh, depth I don't know into her design but Lara Croft has gotten a new redesign if you want to check out what that looks like um, there's been a lot of if you're a WWE fan there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening with the um, road Wrestlemania press conference and The Rock and Cody Rhodes and all of these things with that and Based on an e-documentary that was filmed on Roman Reigns the week prior um, about The Rock. It definitely was supposed to originally be just The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And because that's what he said in this documentary thing that he was filming that wasn't supposed to be like a promo thing. But they're going full heel. Uh with the rock because they actually listened. And here's the thing. I don't think it's just that the people want Cody Rhodes. I don't even think that it's just that they uh, like the rock is back. I don't think the rock has fully bounced back socially from the damage done from the Hawaii fires, uh, money collection from the negative press of black Adam from the negative press of like the forcing Termana tequila to be a sponsor of super pets. Like, I don't think he's bounced back from the social backlash of that. But, you know, I think him being the bad guy is more acceptable than him being the good guy. Um, but yeah, there's, it's just been an interesting turn with that. Um, on uh, just some other notes of the past week, um, there was a shooting at the parade uh, for the chiefs, which caused a massive, uh, caused a massive debacle of life threatening issues um one woman uh lisa lopez garcia was killed after being shot in the abdomen at the chief's parade um 22 other people were injured and based on what police have said the suspects were two juveniles that had a personal conflict and began shooting so two underage people who uh started shooting uh caused this whole riot if based on what police are suspecting. Um, and Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers on the Jesus news. Uh, if I'm not a Joe Rogan podcast person, um, a little intense for me. I ain't mad at him or anything, but he's a little intense for me. Um, Joe Rogan uh, was on a podcast with Aaron Rodgers and the conversation turned to about how the world needs Jesus. Um, I'm not going to recap any of that. Um, if you if you care to hear what that conversation sounds like, Joe Rogan and NFL legend quarterback Aaron Rodgers have a conversation about how this world needs Jesus. So that's fun. Um, and on the world needing Jesus, uh, the Super Bowl uh, spent a good portion of the week uh, catalyzing uh, people of faith and not of faith to have criticisms over the Super Bowl commercials regarding Jesus and Primarily the he gets us ads of um, uh, that sparked the, with the phrase, Jesus didn't teach hate, he washed feet. 
Um, and there's there's a scene in the TV show Parks and Rec, and I'll post the meme of this later. Um, I've been thinking about it, where uh, they're trying to do a time capsule in Parks and Rec, and somebody wants to put the book Twilight in the time capsule, and somebody in the audience wants Twilight in the time capsule because it's a Christian allegory based on Parks and Rec. And then people in the uh, thing also don't want it in the time capsule because it's Christian allegory. And so there's a there's one meme, and I save it for all the things, where Leslie Nope says, too Christian and not Christian enough. Do you find that ironic? And I feel like that's any time Super Bowl stuff regarding Jesus pops up because some of my favorite commentators and stuff were upset that there was Jesus commercials at all. And then the church and Christians as a whole were either loved or hated or hated on each other, or were just very vocal about that. So I'm leaving that discourse off of this. Uh, if you do have a concern about what I thought or felt about uh, the whole ad and our response to the ad, um, I wrote a girthy piece on my personal Facebook and you can check that out. Um, but, uh, Here's what I'll say is this. Please love each other and be nice. Um, Jesus did wash feet and he set an example for us and what we do with that. And we can be better across the board. <laughs> we can be better and we can be better with people we don't agree with. And we can be better with how we respond to people who don't agree with us. Razzle dazzle. Um, yeah. Also, for whatever reason, Millions of sardines are flooding the shores of the Philippines. Do with that what you will. They're just like piling onto the shores of the Philippines. Uh, you can check out videos of that. But there's just millions of sardines popping up. So uh, before I bounce, because I'm about to go record the Polis podcast with Chris Poye for Love Thy Nerd. A um, couple things to tell you. Faith and Fandom Book 9 is out. Watch, 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 watch. Um, and I have copies and I'm excited that take it to a con next weekend. Uh, copies of my comic book are supposed to be on my porch tomorrow, um, that I can preview and show y'all and everything. And I just want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters, Jamie Montgomery, Matthew Coleman, Jonathan Herman, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia, ben or Alicia Glenn, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner. John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Graham, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis. Thank you all for being so amazing, for sharing, for supporting. And um, um, <laughs> Alicia says it sounds like a fishy situation. Um, how to lose a oh, Todd says how to lose a guy gardener in ten days was surprisingly fun, dude. I really wanted to read that, but they didn't have any copies at my shop. Um, but yeah, so. Calm season is upon us. Uh, I'm going to spend, starting next week, I'm going to spend three of the next four weeks on the road. Lots going on with that. Um, comics and cons popping out. But uh, thanks for everybody taking time to listen. Thanks for taking time to share your Friday morning with me. And I hope y'all have a fantastic day and that we can uh, reconnect with that soon. And. God bless y'all. Have a great day.